Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Hey, welcome to the Wednesday night American Liberties call. Again, tonight we have our, our special guest and uh, uh, Dave, Dave Merlin. But before we get started... You know, we have a lot of calls. We're, you know, we're on just just about every week, uh, twice a week, uh, on Davis Channel, which is uh, the five nine six one five, and of course this channel. And we we pretty much uh, are consistent and talking about the same thing over and over again because we understand that a lot of people you know, don't get it the first time. They may not have time to do the archives, but yet they have time to come on the call. So I think it's good. Hey, guess for Walden, how you doing? I want to talk to you too. Um, the, um, uh, you know, and because we want people to un- understand and certain things that we think it's right, and and why do and why am I um, so adamant about this? I you know I met Dave in 2006. Jim Walden, in fact, um, introduced me to him. But prior to him introducing him to me, uh, I had a chance to get on the criminal complaint. And whether whatever the time, it just wasn't right. I, I, you know, it wasn't. I didn't have the money. It was. I don't know why it was. It just wasn't the right timing. And I, I passed. And then the right time did come along, and it was already sent to Congress. So I became, I think, the first guy to join the the criminal complaint that went to Congress. Now it's not a lawsuit. It's just a complaint. All right, and I joined it, and w- and when I read the memorandum of law, and after talking to Dave just for a short period of time, it wasn't about the law. It wasn't about what he wrote that caught my attention. It was his attitude. Had I learned, had I introduced, had I been introduced to him in the very beginning, I probably would have became a joiner. But it was just that, hey, you know, uh, you, you got to join this and so forth. And and it was, uh, you know, Dave, Dave Maryland, Jim Walden, and, and a few others. And it could have been Chapman. Not that it would have made a big deal or not, but, you know, people like to see their name in important places. And I would challenge anybody to say that's not true. But anyhow, um, but... I became a joiner, and then later I went in front. You know, I was I was in uh, uh, on the way of getting criminally indicted, and I had the opportunity, which very few people have. 
but I was welcomed to testify before the grand jury. In fact, they they wanted me there so much they subpoenaed me to do exemplars. And um, and so when I went in front of the grand jury, I handed them the criminal complaint. And to make a long story short, me and the judge went back and forth. And I and I reminded her that I find it interesting that you know two different occasions I sent her a copy of the criminal complaint that went to Congress, where she seemed to ignore it, but became complicit to these people's criminal activity, the very people that the criminal complaint was against. And you know, after after two thousand six to this date. I never heard any more from the grand jury. Now, we've been promoting this for years. We've been promoting that I'm not named in the statutes. I'm only named in the regulations. The regulations cannot deviate from statutes. Uh, how does Section 83, uh, how did you use Section 83 to determine that I may gross income? And you know, and, and different different things that that you learn on these calls, which you can formulate your own letters and you can formulate your own conversation with you know with with the people involved, um, and so forth. From all this information, you go to wevgov.com, and and there's plenty of information there that hey, you can shoot back a letter to the IRS real quick, okay, with with no hesitation. Then, now, after saying all this, and the reason I'm getting to this, is why would all this information that cuts through all the fat, all through the bull, get right down to the element of taxation? or gets down to the element of what extortion is or exaction or any of these terms that they're they're trying to steal your money. In lieu of that, I constantly getting emails more specifically from one person, but there's a couple that, hey, man, uh, and and I got respect for... uh, Dr. Rivera. I mean, he, you know, he's 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 a, he's a disbarred attorney because they, you know, the, the the lawyers couldn't handle the truth. But he goes into real deep the Northwest Ordinance and you know and and all this and all that's great, all that's wonderful information. I'm not putting that down for a moment, but it's not relative. It has nothing to do with me right now. It has nothing to do with my position with the IRS. You can use it and see how far you go. You Like you can use, I'm not a citizen of the United States. One guy is constantly on his calls. I love the guy. He's a great guy to talk with. I enjoy him. And he gives me this whole big thing about citizens of the United States. It's great, wonderful. It's good knowledge. But it's not relevant. Because... When they claim I'm a citizen of the United States, which I'll, which I'll stipulate I'm not, but for the conversation, I'll stipulate that I am long enough to show 
that their citizen of the United States is different from the one in the regulations. If I am who you say I am, I'm not named in the statute, but only by regulations. You don't need to go into other arguments. You don't need to go into the Northwest Territory, how the taxes are, you know, how they can tax this and how they can tax that. You're right. Arguments are for fools. Why argue? You give the interpretation once you join the criminal complaint and once you understand the language and how law is made and how the statutes do apply to us by not even naming us. So they do apply to us. Don't tell me that oh, I'm not, the statute don't apply to me because I'm not a U.S. citizen. Well, fine. If, that, if that's the way you want to go, don't email me that, that stuff anymore because I understand it all, but it doesn't apply to me. The only thing that applies to me when it comes to the IRS and me is I'm not named in the statutes. I'm only named in the regulations. By the way, how did you use Section 83 to, to determine my my gross income? And let's argue about that because that's the way the law is. And, and you got to rule by the statutes. And I'm going to end quickly by you saw the... Uh, There'll be an e email going out that'll explain more about me going to tax court. And, and man, did I get a bunch of emails about that. You know, oh, don't go to tax court. It's a corrupt jurisdiction. It's blah, blah, blah. No, man, it's a court of record. How else can I go and get to the appeals court? The people that have liens and levies are suffering because the liens and levies don't have a remedy anymore if they bypass the administrative regulation, administrative uh, remedy. The the uh, as as corrupt and non un, not unconstitution but non constitutional uh, administrative agencies, they have their purpose. And we got to use it to your advantage. Don't use it to their advantage. Don't go in there arguing jurisdiction when you're giving them jurisdiction. Take that and use that to your advantage. And there's a way to use that to your advantage. I'm learning this going through this book is is administrative agencies um, uh, legal and and other things. There's a lot of things that I'm grasping. That is getting my my uh, uh, facts together and 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 how to handle this and all this will be known as as time goes on. I wish it could be tomorrow, but you know it is. But we're dealing with criminals. We're dealing with corrupt people that know that they're corrupt, and we got to fight our way through it. You just can't sit there and say, "Well, they steal all my money, and I'm going to bitch and plain and cry about it." It ain't going to, you know, there's no room for that, all right? And uh, so I, I wanted to say my, my piece. I said my piece. Now, there's no argument. Statute states the fact. That's, that's <laughs> exactly. Um, and, um, and, I, and I thank you for that. And I, I had a talk with a guy today. He's not on the call. 
uh, yet. And I, I asked him, boy, I'd like to bring you on the call and, and say this. You know, there's, and, and I thank each and every one that is on the call, and I really appreciate you guys, um, you know, being here every week, week after week. And, and I know some of you try to get other people to join. But you know what I don't understand is when we have a remedy to stop people from going and getting indicted. Now, the civil, we don't have 100% rain on that yet, but I think we will. I really do. But until then, this list, we ought to be, we ought to be packing out people on the call. We really should. And, and because we do have a remedy. We are helping people from getting criminally indicted. The civil side, you can protect yourself through asset protection and all this. And if you start learning how to use tax court and, and being proactive, you will get it. You will learn it. But, you know, we, we have the materials through books, videotape, uh, videos, and, and everything that we do is trying to help people. And, and we need to help more people because we need to get the word out. We need to get this book, Codebreaker, the Section 83 Equation, in the hands of every single accountant throughout this country. Because they are people, and lawyers too, they are people, they are lawyers. I'm not going to argue about, you know, about a lawyer. I know what they are. I know who they represent. But I'm looking at the man's heart. I want the man's heart. And if if a lawyer has any, any integrity left, I want a piece of that, okay? And they are out there. I can guarantee it. So, Dave, what do you got to say? Uh, I got the same email about uh, Dr. Rivera, and I'll read my reply. Um, uh, I told the guy that proposed I look at... Um, Rivera, he says, I am a student of Dr. Rivera. His research is spot on. I really suggest you take a serious look at what he teaches. It is a matter of freedom or slavery. I personally, I personally want to be free. I do not do slavery well. Go to the below and review what you can, then become a student. <laughs> and he gives me a link to uh, some of Rivera's work. And I wrote back, all my rights were codified a long time ago. I therefore need only existing statute and the existing constitution for all I do. Uh, Rivera is wasting his time. I've looked at what he does and view his approach as a sign that he gave up before his research was complete due to limitations relating to his capability to reason. Uh, when you look at my research, and that was the end of the message, when you look at my research, it's revealed or should be understood that I came to the conclusions I have and I use the arguments I use because my research was more complete. I actually found protections in the law. And that's why I use just the law. And uh, Ed Rivera doesn't impress me because he claims to be a lawyer and he doesn't know anything about Section 83. So he read a lot of other people's stuff and 
follow their conclusions, which are dead ends, and it drove him to other places for what he perceives to be a source of remedy. So uh, I'm just not impressed. Lowell Beecraft has all of my stuff, and he's not asking any questions, but he doesn't come out with anything uh, about Section 83, yay or nay, when in fact nobody has a choice, including Lowell Beecraft. You don't have a choice. Clearly established law comes from the appellate courts or the Supreme Court. And the appellate courts all say, all the ones that are on wevgov.com on the federal income taxation page, they say Section 83 applies to all compensation. It explains how to tax it. It governs the taxation of compensation. Nobody has a choice. But not even Lowell Beecraft is willing to get into it. Another guy, friend of Beecraft, sends an email to us and says, you know, Dave ought to check out this other guy, and uh, if he's willing to listen, he might connect the dots. Well, how did Section 83 operate in your conclusion? I haven't connected the dots yet. How, when you watched my videos, what gave you the impression I haven't connected the dots? Those videos, and Richard from Dallas will tell you, there's probably a couple others on the call that have my videos, they'll tell you that I've connected hundreds of dots other people have yet to even discover and that the tax code makes perfect sense. If I could have the tax code, I would have personal sovereignty. Statute is that strong in my favor. And I've never used common law, because as I said in that email response, all my common law rights were codified a long time ago. I use code, period. So I just don't need anything else and when you watch the videos, there are literally hundreds of dots that I connect. So I've connected the dots, and this guy hasn't even bothered to watch my videos, or he'd know because you get to segment number seven. That's the final segment. It's called Tax Code from the Ground Up. And at a whiteboard in five different columns of enforcement authority, chapters 1, 2, 21, and 24, and then procedures and administration, I show you all the statutes that protect you, all the statutes that limit the IRS in one place. And I tell you, this is the shape of the tax code. That was the job at hand when they set about writing regulation. And they said, we got to kill all these protections. We have to destroy all these constraints on our authority. And so they wrote a, a fabric of key regulations that changes the shape of the tax code into the IRS. And when you see the description based on the first six segments, segment number seven, tax code from the ground up, it is pure mastery of the tax code. There's nothing close. I am without peers. Nobody did the work I did. And even if they tried, I, I sincerely doubt they have 
my memory capabilities and my reasoning capabilities, I would have to attribute <coughs> uh, a lot of that. Number one, I'm a very smart individual. But number two, from fourth grade through high school, all I did was play chess. I was playing chess every spare minute I had. Easily hundreds of games of chess while my brain was growing. Then high-volume bartending in my early 20s, right up to the point where I was 30. So I had highly uh, memory-intensive occupations. And my reasoning ability in school uh, when I was playing chess all that time so my brain was made to analyze the tax code. So if somebody else were to set about analyzing the tax code from the ground up, they wouldn't find a lot of the things that I found. They'd probably be distracted by the findings of others. And the complaint <clears throat> that went to Congress 2006, January, it's 10 years old now, yay, one of my co-complainants in 2006 had been a self-employed accountant for 33 years and an enrolled agent to the IRS for 33 years, taking tests every year to retain his certification as an enrolled agent to the IRS so he could represent people at audits and in tax court. He went through my entire treatise and with his signature under penalties of perjury on that criminal complaint, validated all of my findings. Now, in the 33-page uh, criminal complaint that had a bunch of exhibits and a 58-page memorandum, a 7-page table of authorities, a 7-page certificate of service, a 12-page abstract of primary claims, all told 180 pages, in the criminal complaint, there's a segment called Elements of Racketeering and Overt Act. And I list, I think, 19 or 20 elements that changed the tax code into the IRS. Things they misenforce, things they wrote a regulation to get around, provisions they simply ignore, and the list is about 20. So I came up with 20 specific points that changed a perfect tax code into the IRS. No one has done the research and therefore cannot derive the conclusions which were included in the criminal complaint as elements of the racketeering scheme. So uh, if you haven't done the work, you come up with remedies like, well, I'm just going to revert to organic law, like Mr. Rivera. Pete Hendrickson made a sprint through the tax code and ran right past bona fide answers. Uh, B.K. Hunter, if you, if you say anything from the Patriot Movement, I disagree. Lowell B. Kraft just laid that argument to rest. Statutes are for corporations. Wrong. They protect me. When they say the law applies to me, I look at the law, and I found all my protection. So... I'm pleading code the way the, so, the Supreme Court says you have to. So 
uh, you have to spare me the patriot movement approach. Because in court, see this statute, and you say it applies only to corporations, you're going to jail, you're going to prison, you lose. So I don't do that. My arguments, my entire approach begins when you've lost all of your other arguments. So I have nothing in common with anything anybody else teaches. I'm totally in the box, and I found all my tools in the box. I looked longer for them than anybody else is willing to. Anyway, <clears throat> the uh, latest show, January 15th, on the archive at 59615, No Confidence is the name of my show, I get into Pete Hendrickson and how he really didn't tell the truth tell the truth about anything. He looks at Section 83 and says, oh, no, that's irrelevant. Well, not according to the IRS General Counsel, several circuit courts and tax court. And when we go into uh, U.S. District Court on this issue, May 20th of 2015, the IRS is still unable to go on record with the government's interpretation of Section 83. So I'm going to keep hammering on that button. This one email, uh, Chris got a message on the web, whatever, says, looks like Chris and Dave are stuck in their ways. I am stuck in my ways. It's the way the Supreme Court says you have to go about interpreting statute. The first 15 pages of the memorandum in support of that criminal complaint from 06 that went to 80 members of Congress, the first 15 pages are devoted to maxims of statutory interpretation from the Supreme Court because that's all I'm going to do. When I've shown my briefings to lawyers, they're impressed. I've had judges here in Washington State tell me that I write better than all the attorneys that go into their court. I had another attorney a year and a half ago tell me that I write better than most of the attorneys he knows. And you don't get that by missing a whole bunch of arguments. You get that by doing it the right way. Um, I'm proficient in speaking to judges the way they want to be spoken to when uh, observing a legal challenge. So uh, it's, it's uh, profoundly responsible this approach I've taken in comparison and in stark contrast to the entire anti-tax movement, the patriot movement. They don't know what they're talking about. And from what I can tell, I'm still the only one saying there's new case law on criminal intent or mens rea, criminal convictions overturned this summer and I made a course about it. <clears throat> it's an element of uh, criminal jurisprudence the government has ignored for decades. In 1952, the Supreme Court reminded the government and overturned a conviction and said, you missed this particular point. The guy didn't have any criminal intent. And here it is, 63 years later, the government has for decades ignored it still, and some convictions were overturned this summer, last summer. And uh, I made a course about it, 
go to wevgov.com, go down to the bottom of the product page, and you'll see a course on criminal intent. You have to get it. When they take you to court, they have to prove that you had criminal intent. And in my experience, what I know is that there are literally tens of thousands of state and federal convictions waiting to be vacated on this standard. Literally, tens of thousands. Because the government ignored this standard. And they were reminded last summer. Six hundred million codes and statutes. Do you have a book on it? Yeah, it's called the United States Code. It's available at scholar.google.com. It's available at the Cornell University uh, Law School link. There. Uh, that's that's where I live when I'm researching law. And I've done all the research relevant to the topics we typically cover: income taxation, state and fed and motor vehicle code. So my research on those is already done. Uh, Scholar.google.com when I need to look up a new um, topic in case law. And if I need to know a statute, I'll go to google.com homepage and type in Texas statutes online, Massachusetts statutes online, Oregon statutes online. And I'll track down the state statutes that way. Or I'll type in 82 or 18 USC uh, 3182, and bingo, a list comes up. The first one on the list is usually uh, Cornell University Law School, and I'll click on that link, and it'll take me to the statute, and that's all I do. And I'm single-minded about taxation. The answer to all all of our problems is smaller government. And if you kill a few illegal revenue streams, the government suddenly has to shrink because smaller budgets mean smaller government. So the key to happiness, happiness being smaller government, the key to happiness is being able to prove which revenue streams are illegal and confronting the government over it. That's what I do. That's why I'm stuck in my ways is because I found the answer as to how they misapply the motor vehicle code to include travelers. I found the key to the tax code. If you went to wevgov.com, get into the website, top of the menu column on the left, there's a link called YouTube 2. Click on that and take the seminar called Key to the Code on YouTube. And uh, it'll show you that before they wrote that regulation under Section 1 of the code, they had a tax code that didn't yet apply to Americans. You can't do it with a regulation. The 16th Amendment says Congress can land collect this tax. And even if it did apply, Section 83 explains how to tax compensation, not 61A. Uh, why do we need a driver's license? Listen to a bunch of my calls. This one particular point, there's a motor vehicle code page on wevgov.com. I'm going to visit that real quickly here. And you'll find four links near the top of the page. 
motor vehicle page. On the left, I click on the menu, and four search engines right here in the below the first paragraph. Google. Open as a matter of right to public vehicular travel. I get 4.85 million hits on Google. It's in the law everywhere. Highways are open as a matter of right to public vehicular travel. I'm a public vehicular traveler unless I'm engaged in commerce. That's the answer to the motor vehicle code. I don't use the word driving. It doesn't matter. It's the activity. I'm not engaged in commerce, therefore I'm a traveler. How does the state legislature refer to travelers? Public vehicular travel. Open as a matter of right to public vehicular travel. That's the argument. Listen to the conference calls. They're free here. And so having arrived at the bottom line in ways the government can't even speak about, uh, the argument for the motor vehicle code is you go back and look at your state's first motor vehicle code and you're going to find very limited definitions of public highway, motor vehicle, and they're only going to point toward commerce. Nowhere thereafter did your legislature ever express an intent to broaden the scope of the motor vehicle code. It's never been written to include travelers. It's been written to hide the fact that the right exists, but it's never been written with the express intent to embrace topics, uh, subjects other than the ones originally uh, addressed by the regulatory scheme called the Motor Vehicle Code. So uh, back to the anti-tax movement, uh, thorough research reveals a great deal more than shallow research. There are things to know about the tax code that you won't discover until you've read them several times and ask the right questions and set about answering those questions and you find dead ends called protection. How can the IRS do this? And you research and research and you find out the IRS can't do that. And if they can't do that, what laws are they breaking? 18 U.S.C. 241, conspiracy against rights. 18 U.S.C. 880, extortion by officers and employees of the United States. 876D, mailing threatening communication. When you find something they're not allowed to do, and they do it anyway, especially if it's to get your money, how is that not a conspiracy against your rights or extortion? And that the criminal code completes the picture. And I asked a bunch of those questions when I was doing research in the uh, probably 1990 to 1994 and wow, in August of 1992, I got a job full-time as a taxpayer advocate so I could do tax law 10 hours a day instead of just doing it in the evenings after working for an employer all day. And that's when the entire tax code and all my knowledge that I had acquired in the previous years organized itself right in front of me. Things became clear. I saw the light. After years of research, I got a job doing it full-time, and that's when I was really able to arrive at bottom line. And those bottom lines are the ones we took into court May 20th of 2015, and in 
South Dakota, the government still can't offer an interpretation of Section 83. The best they can do is say, everything's frivolous. It's always frivolous. Always. It's always frivolous. We don't have an answer, and therefore it's frivolous. And I'm arguing statute the way the Supreme Court says to, with a whole bunch of Supreme Court case law in tow that says, when the tax man seeks to place his finger on the citizen's money, he has to place his finger on the law that permits it. The tax must be imposed by clear language or the citizen wins. The presumption of correctness enjoyed by the IRS disappears upon introduction of evidence to the contrary. The term any property means all property unless the law provides for an exception. Dozens of Supreme Court cases in support of all of those and appellate cases. And so I'm armed to the teeth with logical conclusions and challenges that are all warranted and mandated by my rights to due process. So none of this is derived from a sprint through the tax code, such as was conducted by Pete Hendrickson. He ran right past gold mines. I've read Crack in the Code. There's actually a court case out there that contains a review of Crack in the Code. I'm going to go to scholar.google and I'm going to do a search case law, federal courts for Crack in the Code Hendrickson. And uh, I have a, uh, it starts with a 1992 case. Uh, uh, Hud oh, that's not Hendrickson. Uh, the second one on the list is uh, U.S. versus Hendrickson, Eastern District of Michigan. What I'm looking for is a particular case that has a review of Crack in the Code. A judge went through Crack in the Code chapter by chapter and wrote his opinion of every chapter in Crack in the Code. You got a book review from a judge. That's never good. <laughs> uh, it's it's hysterical from one particular aspect or viewpoint or view, and uh, it's tragic from another because Hendrickson is out there selling it like it's gospel, and uh, I'm out here explaining how it's no better really than toilet paper. Um, as soon as I get the uh, the case that contains a review of crack in the code is what I'm looking for here <clears throat> on uh, scholar.google.com. And uh, it's something to read a book review written by a judge right on into the record in his memorandum. Uh, that's not it either. Uh, Chris, why don't you take up a few minutes while I look for this uh, case? It's worth looking for. Okay. The um, 
Yeah, this gives me the point. I wanted to interrupt and just say that um, here is a court case that goes through, like like Dave says, almost chapter per chapter through the whole scenario, and yet they just don't respond to Dave's interpretation of the code. And that's a powerful scenario there, okay? I mean, when you they, they've had my stuff for 23 years. Yeah, and 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 they uh, they'll dance around it, but when it comes specifically to the point of discussion, they don't go there, and that means something. And that's why I just took a bite of something. So excuse me, people. That's okay. I'll take over, Chris. Okay, um, go ahead. The. Uh, uh, before we go on, Freedom to Reign here in the chat types in, uh, I have his book and acted on it. Worst thing I ever did to my life. Yes, I'm, I'm really sorry to hear that, but there are blogs online, you'll find plenty of them, where people opine about the value of Pete Henderson's work, saying how they're leaned and levied, they owe $50,000 in penalties now because of those tax returns. That's not an advocate, everybody. And he's got out of prison, and he's pushing his book again with full knowledge. People land in prison. People's lives are destroyed. Now, what I've done is I've shortened the link. <clears throat> Here's the link to that case uh, for people that want to go to uh, scholar.google.com. If you're just on the phone... You're looking for Waltner versus Commissioner. Stephen T. Waltner versus Commissioner, Tax Court Memo 2014-35. Tax Court Memo 2014-35, Stephen Waltner versus Commissioner of Internal Revenue has a review of Crack in the Code in it, a book review written by the judge saying this person relies on cracking the code, and he starts in Chapter 1, goes on, and just now you can read a judge's opinion of cracking the code. And uh, it's something else. It's pretty humiliating if you have a sense of humility at all. But Pete Henderson does not, because uh, despite this, he's telling people on conference calls, I'm the greatest tax lawyer that ever lived. Nobody else compares, and yet he looks at the case law in Section 83 and says, 83 is irrelevant. How do you do that to people? But don't answer. I don't want to know because I'll never be able to get the excuse out of my head. I don't want my head cluttered with how Pete Henderson justifies what he's done to people. But you have to ask yourself, how do you do that to people? You're blown out of the water. You're sent to prison. Other people go to prison. You get out and you say that you're the greatest tax lawyer and you keep pushing your book when you know people go to prison. How do you do that? Chris and I are at the other end, starving, trying to keep people from going to prison. Can you see a difference? So when you're on this call, when you're in my camp, when you're looking at my materials, it's the opposite of the whole movement. The law is fine. 
how did Section 83 operate? And your conclusion, I'll tax on my compensation. They can't even talk to you about it. And if they can't talk about a statute, they themselves say, explains how to tax your paycheck. I feel you're much less likely to be indicted when you've got the goods on them. Total, totally got the goods on them. <clears throat> so uh, get the videos on flash drive. Go to wevgov.com on the products page and scroll down. You'll find the code breaker videos. Seven video segments, three hours, 45 minutes of instruction. And I go through the tax code segment by segment. I got several different topics I want to cover, and I split them up into segments. Uh, the first one is the basics, the statutory max, uh, canons of statutory interpretation, then definitions versus inclusion, then tax code section 83 then tax code section 31A, and uh, a couple of other segments, voluntary compliance, where I prove there's nothing to volunteer into. How do you volunteer into a tax that isn't even imposed? That's a good question. <clears throat> so, and then the last segment, tax code from the ground up. When you look at what the tax code says, without reference to the regulations, or to tax court or the IRS. You just look at statute. Here's how it works. And look at all these protections. Now, here's how they destroy the protection. And here, at the end of the segment, is what the IRS says. See how much different it is from how the law actually reads in all these ways? And the people that watch the videos are going, yeah, I can finally see it. It's all right out there in the open. Now, Chris, He's been looking at what the movement teaches many, many years. Richard in Dallas on the on the uh, chat here, on the call. Uh, Warrior, L.T. Oates. Uh, they've been looking at what the quote-unquote movement teaches for a long time. And they look at my materials and they go, wow, it's, it's the keys to the door. The light has come on. Uh, welcome to anybody that's new on the call. My name is David Merlin. None of this is legal advice. Anything that sounds like that to you just considered something somebody else might do on a planet far, far away where the law matters. It doesn't matter here. I prove it on a daily basis. Believe it. Now, what you want to do is, uh, if, if today's call isn't your cup of tea, uh, it, whatever, understand there's an entire archive here at 87488. Uh, so if you leave the call early, and we're almost wrapping it up for today uh, pretty soon here, but if you uh, want, you can download all the shows here at 87488. And my archive is uh, No Confidence 59615 here at TalkShoe. No Confidence with David Merlin. And uh, I have the Saturday show now, noon Pacific, 3 o'clock Eastern. And Chris still has the, uh, has the Wednesday night call that we're doing right now on 87488. There's an archive in both places. 59615 and 87488. Uh, listen to those calls and uh, I hope to see you back here on Saturday or next Wednesday. Uh, it's pretty much the same topic most times, but uh, from uh, time to time, I touch on different subjects, especially on 59615. You'll hear me get into a lot of different topics. And a reminder, the latest show on 59615, last Saturday's show, 
Uh, I really tear into Pete Hendrickson and the anti-tax movement for about a half an hour uh, because I'm right about it. Uh, Chris and I uh, work for the victims of the anti-tax movement. We're on the other end of the learning curve. The movement is the ignorance of the law school, and Chris and I over here with a few key points that free a lot of slaves if you just take the time to learn them. Uh, so question and answer. Hey, Chris. Okay. Is there, if anybody has any questions, comments, or statements, hit star eight on the telephone, and uh, and I will unmute you. And if you have any questions, just put it in the chat. And... Uh, and see what we have. I would encourage everybody to, um, you know, we're, you know, I'm really getting into helping people, uh, <clears throat> you know, earn a little extra income, whatever you perceive. You know, I mean, if if you need to make five grand a week, <laughs> I'd be glad to help you. If you want to make five hundred a week, I'd be glad to help you. Um, we have uh, two simple, two real simple ways of of, uh, of helping people now with the cryptocurrency, which I put the website in the uh, in the link there, uh, onecoin.eu forward slash sign up forward slash the traveler, and um, and it's also on wev.gov on the uh, banner. Yeah, you can get to that same address simply by going to wevgov.com and clicking on the banner for OneCoin, and it'll take you to the sign-up page. Go ahead, Chris. And um, and then we have the um, uh, the co-op cooperative uh, organization, which we're having a gigantic call tonight. If you get my emails, you'll see it's a call that's coming around the world, and um, and it's the first call that we're having. With the um, with the um, uh, one of the board members, so I'm really looking forward to that call. I even took a nap so I could stay awake for it, because uh, I generally fall asleep in these calls at at at, at nine o'clock. But um, we we just want to help people, and you know people can't do anything without money. I can't begin to tell you how many people say. Well, gee, I'd like to get the book, but I can't afford it, you know, and um, can you afford the mailing then, you know? I mean, I, I would love to give the books out free, but, you know, it costs money, and we got to pay our bills. So if you help me to help you to help others to help you to help me, we that's cooperative mind thinking, and we can do it, whether it be through crowd sharing or through OneCoin. Whatever you do is a benefit, and we're not asking for don donations. Hey, can you send me five bucks? I mean, you know, if if I had if if I had everybody give me five grand, it's, it's you know that my email reaches, I could have about twenty thousand dollars. But I'm not asking for a handout. We're giving product. We're we're offering product. We we like to get compensated for it. And the the book can can be found at uh, um, wevgov.com, 
It's a co-breaker of the Section 83 equation. And let me tell you something, uh, BK. It is a great book. It's $65, but if you put in the code, uh, the coupon, Chappie, you'll see 10% come right off the top. And it's a great book. I mean, and people will tell you it's on the call. It goes through Section 83 in minute detail. And what other products are available for motor vehicle code topics? We got the um, uh, David will be able to. Uh, that's more out of my realm, but uh, Dave, uh, uh, tell him about the motor vehicle codes. What you ought to do is go to five nine six one five. Go to my archive here on uh, TalkShoe five nine six one five, and scroll down to a show that says twenty fifteen is for learning this. Where I go through the product line. That's that's where you go for an introduction right there. Right. Okay, so with that being said, is there any more comments, statements? Um, and thank you. It is great material. And, uh, and you know, my emails have my phone numbers and everything on it. I, my, my main wish is that you don't call me on Sunday. Uh, Sunday is my family day and my day of rest. And... I like to spend more time with my family, but... Um, hey, Chris. Yes? Um, the Motor Vehicle Code product, there's only one of them. <clears throat> it's a course on how to join a criminal complaint that Kurt Riggin and I filed with the Department of Justice and Congress on March 9th of 06. And uh, it's the course has two seminars. I taught the seminar twice and recorded it twice and included both days of instruction as audio instruction in that course. So it's about 10 hours of audio instruction so that everything's there. You know, no two courses are always the same even though you're teaching the same topic. So there's two different presentations of the same course available in audio on that flash drive and it comes to you in a format that opens up like a website on your computer and it's a course that is not legal advice but if somebody wanted to use this on a traffic ticket uh, it contains a sample motion uh, motion to dismiss for uh, Texas California Washington <laughs> and it shows you how to join your cop your prosecutor your judge your director of licensing, your governor, uh, to the criminal complaint that Kurt Riggin and I filed in uh, March of 06 so that before you even appear on your ticket, you've joined them to a racketeering complaint they can't refute. And uh, it, it shows you how others have used this course to join to this racketeering complaint, the people that want money out of them under the Motor Vehicle Code in their own city, county, state, whatever, so that uh, you stand a better chance of getting the ticket dismissed. And what has happened many times with uh, uh, people that have used this is uh, you file it with the court when you complain for a contested hearing and you demand that the cop be 
available for cross-examination about the right of public vehicular travel under the state statutes or city ordinances you found in your own state. And they typically tell the officer not to appear at the hearing so they can dismiss the ticket rather than get the officer involved in a conversation about a right they know exists. So that's what that course is about. And yes, it works in New York City, anywhere in the country. Um, well, hang on, hang on. It's not that it works. You can't predict corruption. Uh, they can stonewall you just as easily as, as anybody else can, and so it's not a guarantee, but many people have used it this way and gotten the same result. One of, one of the things I'd like to add is that when you file your response or your complaint into the record, make sure you send a copy to the the attorney, okay, the state's attorney, because they have to represent, the attorney is supposed to be in that court representing the state of, and if they're not, that that's a violation in itself. So make sure you send it. Everything goes to a copy to the state's attorney's office. And and I say that because I, I've done that now three or four consecutive times in a row, and the cop never shows up. So I'm good to go. There's Chris and his bad attitude. All right. But can we give them a hard time? <laughs> yeah, right. They... The, the the thing you want to do is you want to, you know, as, now this is me. I want to do everything. I want to make their life miserable in love, peace, and happiness, okay? They're the ones that influenced me to come to court. They're the ones that pulled me over. And I understand a cop can be stupid and, and ignorant and all that. and But once he knows the truth, and and he he has a decision then do, does he want to be mistaken or does he want to cease to be honest and so with that information if he does come come to court you you uh um you're ready and also we have a book also right dave on on uh on the vehicle yeah the uh the book public vehicular travel is just a hard copy of the criminal complaint that Kurt Riggin and I filed with uh, Congress and the DOJ in 06, if you want it as a desk reference. Okay. What, what we may uh, do is consider putting a package together, video and book, and give a reduced price so, so you can get both of them. Um, we'll see how that works, and I'll let you guys know in an email. Now, if you're new to the call and you didn't get here through my email, go to wevgov.com. That's W-E, the letter V, gov. There it is right there. Uh, and, and in the top left-hand corner, you'll see join American Liberties list or something like that. You'll see where you can join the list. And, uh, and go ahead and, and sign up. And you'll start getting e email no notification of information, okay? So with that being said, I don't see any more questions, comments, or statements. Um, the no Nobody's on the call has their hand raised. I'd like to thank everybody for coming on the call. 
And, oh, wait a minute, we got Washington State. Go ahead, and I'm assuming for the purposes, Don. Go ahead, Don. Uh, I was trying to get into your registration for the one coin there, and I don't see where you have countries there, and there's no country for the United States is listed there. So little. Uh, yeah, put it in Canada for now. In Canada? Okay. Yeah, yeah put it in Canada because... Um, the United States, we, we got approval. They just haven't publicized it yet. And, okay. um, yeah, just put it in Canada for the time being. Okay. Well, anyway, that, that, <laughs> my problem is that, uh, I mean, I'm, I, I just want to say, oh, there it is. I see. I'm, I grouped. I, I see. There's a login up in the upper corner there. I was trying to re-register. Okay. Anyway, so I'm a mess on that one. I will say that Dave's, Dave's Stuff is the best stuff in the world as far as giving us a solution to, to the problems that uh, only uh, that others try to uh, uh, and can only uh, uh, make your worst mess, like Pete Hendrickson and others. But Dave seems to have the solutions that seem to be working. And yes, we nail them into a corner and they just can't get out, and, and we end up winning. So it, it's really good. Uh, but I, so anyway, Dave is doing right. And, uh, I'm not good with his computer and forms and stuff, but anyway. Uh, uh, thank you very much for being there, guys. Here's Again, thank you, Don. And 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 I want to say this is Don out of Washington, and he does he um, he's been successful in helping people getting uh, liens and levies off using David's stuff. He doesn't do it in in the format that Dave uses. He he has his own little special style. I got to admit that. And uh, but the bottom yeah. line, it, it has worked. And uh, the guy, um, the guy that I use in tax court does not use David's stuff, but he has a different technique that I can always yeah. fall back and rely on David. Uh, you know, the material, the interpretation. So uh, we're we're good to go. I I think we got uh we're we're getting it together here. Yeah. And there's several ways to skin the cat, but the Dave seems to have the the sharpest razor, so that's good. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I I post I posted Don's email address into the chat, Gary Ten. Oh yeah. Uh I'm not really taking new clients at this time. I'm I got uh I'm overworked and but uh I'm plenty busy. I'm only one man in a country of millions, so but uh, anyway we're we're uh, doing the best we can to meet the demand. But uh looks like the, the results are are out there because of Dave. So Dave's done the and the, uh, the hard work, uh, trailblazing, and I'm just following up and uh, and making it a sort of a pay, pay with, a pavement that people can walk on and walk to freedom out with that. So, okay. Anyway. Okay. Well, thank you, Don. Okay. Uh, guest ten, I, I I can answer your question in a way that. Um, uh, no, Don doesn't sell materials for now, but um, there's a way. You know what happens when you you know when people get liens and levies. Dave, you want to get off the phone? Oh, I guess Dave hung up. Dave is Dave's not here. Okay, so um, when it comes to liens and levies, your opportunity against all the Patriot stuff about going to tax court or process due hearing, that's where you want to go. You want to go 
and 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 let me tell you, up to about a year ago, I was totally against going. I I didn't want to even talk to you about it. But I found that all the people that have liens and levies that ignored going to the collection due process hearings have have lost i mean because they didn't fight they didn't do anything they just let they just went through the you know they just ignored the letters they gave the frivolous arguments and and they just lost bottom line they lost and then you look at uh mark stevens and um and some others that would help people and walk people through the collection due process hearings and it was it was long you know it's long-winded i mean you know mark stevens as an email went around that hey man he won you know this is a letter we got back from the irs you know but it took six years and you know let me tell you going six years to your mailbox hoping you don't see that letter coming in is not the way to live okay it's not the way that i want to live and so, um, you know, I like to end this shortly. So the the best way to do it, and, and I'm putting it through the test now, putting it through the test now, but the way that I see it is you walk through the due process hearing. You stay on particular points. It's a guy, the guy, uh, well, here, I'll get to that in a minute. The um, you walk through the due process hearing. You stay focused. You don't. You don't. They're the they're the proponents. Okay, they're the ones that are claiming you owe them money. Now, who is your best witness? Your best witness to help you through this. Believe it or not is the United States government. Now, how silly can that be? Wait a minute. The United States government is claiming that I owe them money, which they're really not. It's the IRS. The IRS is an agency, a bureau, in the Internal Revenue Office who is under the secretary, which you know, which is basically the United States government. But the United States government, through the IRS, the computer is alleging you owe them money. So your best witness is the government, the accountability office. The government accountability office maintains for since 1992. And this is coming out tomorrow in the email. This is all going out and explaining it in the email. The government accountability office has stated since 1992 that the computers cannot are that they're untrustworthy. They cannot be trusted. They're unreliable. You can't rely on the information that's coming out of the computer. And they have security issues. Anybody can go up to the computer and put in any of the information. Almost sounds like Hillary Clinton type office. Okay, and so when you have the government, I'm not saying this, 
The government is saying this. So when you go to challenge the IRS computer work, you just ask the IRS, hey, wait a minute. Can you can you give me information I can rely on because this letter is generated from, from a computer which the accountability office since 1992 to this present date, every year they say it's not trustworthy, it's not reliable. You have security issues. And they can't they can't respond they can't respond. Okay? And and talking about tax court as a court of record, you're in control, believe it or not. I don't care what they look at, what they say. You're in control because the record speaks. It's got to be on the record specifically, precisely, and if you do it right, it'll go far. Now, the guy that I'm working with in this particular instance, on my case, is a guy named Tom Smith. because he, He's got this down pat. I like to go to specialists when I have something wrong. I don't want to go to a skin doctor for brain surgery. I don't, you know, so if I go to somebody who's going to fight, you know, a certain issue, we talk for a while. I get the feeling that I, you know, I can depend and rely on his information. And so if you, if you want, if, if you have a situation where you're getting liens and levies, it may be too late to get into a due process hearing. Not all else, not all failed. You might be able to get it, but it won't stop the liens or levies while you're having the hearing. But if somehow you can get back in the tax court, you will get your, I believe, you will get your remedy. I'm a little bit positive thinker, so you got to excuse me. Everything is negotiable after birth except for death, except if you know Christ, you got that beat. But we are dealing with criminals, and, there's, you know, I can't say anything for 100%, but, you know, it's pretty much uh, uh, it's on the record. When it's on the record and the appeals court, the higher in the appeals court you go, the better chance you have. Many times the appeal court has overturned tax court, and um, you don't just get to see the publication like you do when when they win. That's all. But if you're interested, and you're getting letters, and you haven't had liens or levies, now is a good time to get on board and understand what your remedy is. If you already got the liens and levies, and you're past your 90 days and 30 days and all that stuff. There's there's little hope, but not not all hope is gone. And I don't know any other way to get your liens and levies off outside of maybe working with Don Gron, who um, you know can you you will have to go after them in in a criminal. Uh, uh, posture, but you know it doesn't work a hundred percent of the time. Although he he has had success, but when they give you a, a um, when they give you the opportunity to discuss it, and they can't prove absolutely all the elements of a debt, you win.
But with that being said, God bless America, and thank you for coming to the call. And this call is officially over. Good night. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.